0: True success and happiness are all about freedom. And here's your roadmap on how to find freedom on your own terms. Welcome to the Investing for Freedom podcast. Here's your host, Mike Ayala. Thank you for joining me on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Today, I'm going to pose a question to you that my coach asked me as we were working through something this last week, and it's just really kind of reframed the way that I think about a lot of things. So I wanted to share it with you. So I'll give you a little bit of context and background here in a second, but the thing that he asked me, the question he asked me, he said, Mike, so is your baseline an expectation for a miracle? And I was like, you know, I I literally was speechless for a few minutes and I had to think through this because, um, you know, what we were talking about um, was, uh, you know, a lot of times we don't know how we're going to accomplish whatever it is that we're setting out to do. We don't know how it's going to come together. Um, We don't, we don't know, you know, where we're going to get the money. We don't know where we're going to find the deals. We don't know, you know, how we're going to accomplish whatever our goal is. And, and I've seen this so many times um, in business uh, partners, managers, and in certain divisions, like when we're setting budgets or, you know, projections or whatever, I hear this a lot. Um, And I used to actually hear this from my business partner. You know, we set these projections and then we immediately go into our, our mind and we're like, okay, how am I going to accomplish that? And these are the things that we need to do as we progress down the road. Like how many people do I need? How much money do I need to spend on marketing? You know, all that kind of stuff to, to, to grow your business. I'm thinking right now of a, of a realtor friend who I think they had done like, you know, they were doing 400 million a year or something like that in, in, uh, in sales and you know, total gross volume or whatever. And they wanted to double that and, you know, he was like, sitting. everybody was like, you know, how are we going to do that? We don't have enough leads coming in and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the reality was, he said, I don't know how we're going to do that, but we're going to set this goal and we're just going to make it happen. And then, so, you know, they set their faith around that. And so when my coach asked me that question, he said, Mike, so is the baseline expectation a miracle? And what kind of started this conversation? I was in uh, Mexico last week, um, with our amazing couples in our, our couples mastermind. We, um, and I host a couple's mastermind, which if you've been following me or listening, you probably know that it's one of the it's one of my favorite things that we do. And the way that the mastermind works, it's one year long. Um, we, we do an event in January, which is kind of like a transformational event They're, These are usually held at a large Airbnb. We bring in speakers. We go to amazing dinners, that kind of stuff. So that's the January event. And then in September, um, we do a bucket list trip. And so last week we were um, in Mexico in the at the second trip in uh, Cabo San Jose at an Airbnb up north just a beautiful, amazing experience in time. But I was having a conversation with one of the guys. His name's Mike. He's actually been on a previous episode of the podcast. And we were just talking about, um, uh, kind of, you know, this expectation. And a lot of times, um, when things happen in business, it's literally miraculous. It's not something that we planned or strategized around and it hardly ever plays out the way that we expect it. Um, and this isn't just in business, by the way, this is in life, um, This is in your personal finances. It's in, you know, um, your, your, your children, it's, it's in everything. It's, it's a miracle. And so when I say miracle too, by the way, um, I think a lot of people think that a miracle is like, you know, a miraculous healing or something that only God and divine intervention could accomplish. But when we're talking about the baseline is a miracle, anything miraculous is something that, you know, I think is outside of your ability to put together on your own. And that's what I'm really talking about here. When I, as Mike and I were talking about this last week at the Couples Mastermind, I was talking about my first exit, my first business exit. And if, if I look backwards, it's easy to deconstruct, you know, um, like how things happened when you're looking backwards. But when you're in it and you're looking forward, you have no idea how this is gonna happen. And I think the reason why my coach was asking me this question is because when, when we don't set the baseline of intention or expectation around something miraculous, something that we can't plan on our own. We're, I think sometimes we're literally limiting what God, the universe and everything around us, um, wants to conspire and do amazing things for us. I think we're limiting sometime, uh, you know, what could actually happen because we're not setting the base expectation as a miracle. And so as we were talking through this, I'm chatting with Mike I was um, talking literally about my exit in the first business and the way that this happened was interesting. I've shared this story before, but I'm going to, you know, give you the Reader's Digest uh, version of this. So Kara had made a comment to me. She said, in 10 years when our youngest kid graduates, so this was 2012 um, in 10 years, when our youngest kid graduates, who's Kayton and she's a senior this year, and we're almost at 2022. So, you know, we're almost at that period of time that she was talking about. So it was 2012. She said, when our youngest kid graduates, I want to take a year off. I want to spend some time just regrouping and getting to know each other again, take a year off, go travel the world. Um, Kara and I got married at a pretty young age. I was 20. She was 19. Dylan came along exactly one year later, one year and one week later. Um, so I was 21 when Dylan was born, Carol was 20. And, you know, so, I mean, we've, we've spent the first, like literally almost half of our life, um, you know, just really building out businesses and raising kids. And so she was like, I want to, I want to take a year off. And, and I was like, okay, yeah, that sounds great. And then I remember having a conversation with her and I'm like, are you serious about this? Like you actually want to take a year off? And she's like, yes. Well, then I started doing inventory in my life, which by the way, there's a lesson in this too. Like if, if you really want to achieve something, don't, don't like shrink back and don't, don't start thinking about all the reasons why you can't do it. Start dreaming around. How do I make this happen? What can I do to make this happen? And that's one of the things that I would say I attribute the majority of my success to when I want something, I'm figuring out how can I do it? Not coming up with all the reasons why I'll never be able to do that. I can't do that because of this. I can't do that because of that. You gotta start reprogramming your brain to start thinking about. And again, this ties into the the miracle thing because if you start programming your brain to expect something great, even if you can't see how it's gonna happen, you know it's gonna happen, that's where the magic begins to unwind. And so when Kara said that, I started thinking about, you know, my life and taking inventory and I was running this business, um, had a business partner, I was basically the general manager. I wasn't basically, I was the general manager. And, um, you know, I started thinking like, what happens if I fast forward 10 years and I want to take a year off? Is that something that's possible? And everything that I had built in my life at that point in time told me that it was not possible. And so I started, you know, setting, uh, just thinking through, okay, what would that have to look like? And I approached my business partner and I said, Hey, I think we need to start thinking about hiring a general manager because otherwise you know, if something ever happened to one of us or or we wanted to take time off or whatever, or we want to, you know, do other things, it's not going to be possible. And so we started going down that road and thinking about, you know, hiring a general manager, but still even, even with that, like I started thinking to myself, you know, there's no way that I'm going to be able to take a year off with a business partner in this business, the way that things are structured. And so... Um, through a series of events, um, and this is where the miracle comes in, like I couldn't looking backwards, and this is what I was sharing with Mike, I could have never imagined that this was going to get put together this way. So we we started thinking about, you know, maybe one of us getting bought out. And we were going through trust planning and all this stuff. And so we were trying to agree on, you know, how would we value this business if one of us died? And this is the stuff you need to be thinking about if you're, you know, got a partner in business, or even if you don't have a partner, you know, is your wife or are you set up for a success? if something should happen. So we started working through that trust planning and everything. And the thing that we could never like really come to terms on was like, you know, how would we value this company if one of us died? Because, you know, if one of us passed away or, or Karen, I both passed away or whatever. Um, you know, you don't you don't want to keep like my partner would never want my children or or the trustee over my children being his business partner. So we started working through that process. It was really hard for us to agree on a valuation, but then here's the thing out of nowhere, this huge $8 billion a year company called Mezzo approached us through KPMG, um, And, and they wanted to consider buying half of our business, which was a a gold mining division. We did a bunch of service work in the gold mines and stuff. And so they approached us and we went through this six or eight month process, which was excruciating of them, like wanting to buy half of our business. And at the end of the day, the deal fell apart. We were about a million, million and a half apart, something like that. But here's what was interesting through that process. My business partner and I had aligned when we were on this side of the negotiating table against this behemoth in the industry. And so we knew exactly what we felt like half of our business was worth as we were aligned. What I didn't understand that was happening through this process is the miracle that was waiting on the other side of it. So when we got to the finish line, the deal fell apart. Um, We walked away from the deal. They walked away from the deal, but then all of a sudden it hit me. We now have a valuation on what we felt like 50% of our business was worth, which was about what they were wanting to buy. The mining division was, you know, uh, about 50% of what was happening. And so I went to my business partner and I said, Hey, look, we had developed a bunch of real estate together and we'd built this great business. And, and I said, you know, I think it's in everybody's best interest for one of us to get bought out. And I think that there's a way to do this. So there's seat a, which would be whoever kept seat a would keep the business. And then whoever uh, took seat B would get bought out of the business. um, You know, on a 10 year payout, it wasn't, you know, there wasn't enough cash in the business for just a, you know, a cash out. Um, so whoever, uh, got bought out would, would take the buyout over 10 years and, and would also take the real estate. And so I went to my business partner and, and said this and he said, yeah, great. And so he, you know, took some time to think about it. I took some time to think about it. Literally CA and seat B were both good wins for me and for him. You know, I said, I don't care which seat I take. Um, this was literally just about the long term health and, and just planning and being able to do what we wanted in life. And so, you know, he ultimately chose seat a, he kept the business and I ended up getting bought out. And so here's, here's the story and all that. Like, um, you might say, well, Mike, that doesn't sound like a miracle. That's what I'm getting at is that when I'm not talking about like angels flying down from heaven and the heavens open up and you hear organs playing and no, that was miraculous in the sense that I, Kara had set an expectation about what she wanted in life. And then I started setting my intention around that. And then things started conspiring and transpiring. And a lot of people would say, that's just coincidence. Well, maybe it is. I don't care. Um, you can call it a coincidence. You can call it a miracle, whatever you want. The, so let's reframe that. If it was a coincidence or you're, you know, you can only imagine that, yeah, okay, so in your mind, there's no miracles. There's only coincidences. Fine. Your baseline expectation then needs to be, coincidence. If that's how you want to reframe it, great, do it. I don't care. I don't care if you call it a miracle. I don't care if you call it a coincidence, whatever it is. What I'm really getting at, um, and as we were talking through this, when my coach asked me that question, he said, so Mike, is your baseline expectation in life a miracle? Got me really thinking this week, and this is why I really wanted to share this with you, because I don't think that we expect miracles or coincidences, whatever you want to call it. I don't think that our baseline expectation is miraculous or coincidence. I think every once in a while it happens to us and we're like, whoa, that came out of nowhere. But the reality is we should be expecting that more in life. And I think our immediate default, it goes to, well, I don't know how that's ever gonna happen. I don't think it's gonna happen. And that's really like where we need to set our expectations around this. So the reason why I wanted to share all that with you is I think, and I wanna pose to you, I want you to think through this, like where are you not expecting miracles in your life where you need them? whether it's increase in revenue, whether it's increase in income in your life, whether it's trying to sort through, um, you know, creating more income. Let's say you're a W2 person and you're not making the bills and your expenses are going up. Inflation's raging out of control. Food costs are crazy and you're just stressed out about money. Well, raise your expectations, raise your vibrations. There's all these weird words that people are always saying. All I'm saying is just set your faith properly and just expect a miracle And I think if we change that to rather than every once in a while, something miraculous happens in our life, if we start expecting it and we start saying, you know, this is what I really want. I might not know how it's going to happen, but I know that it's possible. I know that I can increase my, you know, my revenue or my personal income or whatever it is. I know I can make this happen. Uh, That's setting the baseline expectation for a miracle. I asked the guys um, and the girls, we were sitting around the pool the last day at the Couples Mastermind in Mexico. And I asked the guys, I said, if you wanted to make an extra half a million dollars in the next 90 days, how would you do that? And that's a big question, you know, for, it might be, if you want to make an extra $50,000, that could be like this unheard of, you know, stretch for you. It could be if you want to make an extra $5,000 in the next 90 days, how would you do that? Wherever you're at, the baseline that you're at, that's the expectation of a miracle. And really getting our heads straight around the right questions like that is how we open ourselves up for the miraculous to begin happening. It's us getting into that room first. It's us expanding our mindset around it. It's us getting excited and seeing the possibilities instead of just immediately shutting it down. So is your baseline expectation a miracle in your world? Or is your baseline expectation the opposite? Oh, I could never do that. I'm not good enough, I don't know enough, you know, nothing good ever happens to me. That's the baseline expectation. And you know, you know those people in the world that are just, whoa is me, everything bad's always happening to them. Well, it's because that's where their baseline expectation is. So is your baseline expectation a miracle? That's where I'm going to leave you with today. And by the way, as a side note, um, we are opening up for the couple's mastermind for 2022. Um, there's only eight spots. We're going to open it up to the couples that are in the mastermind already. So I'm sure some of those spots are going to get taken. Karen, and I have committed to not taking more than eight people, um, just because we want to keep it an intimate group. So if you are interested in the 2022 couples mastermind and have been following us, um, and you've been watching what's going on, uh, text the word couples to 480-531-7519 we would love to just get on a call and and let you know what it's all about and see if it's a good fit. Um, Again, text the word couples to 480-531-7519 if you're interested in that. Go out there and make it a great week. And just remember, you need to make your baseline expectation a miracle. If you found value in this episode and you know someone who's wanting to start or move further along in their journey toward investing for freedom, I would be forever grateful if you would share this show with them and help me get this message out to more listeners.